This is the Jeff Merrick Show on the Sportsnet Radio Network. Welcome back to the program. Welcome to Hour 2. Uh, Mike Russo coming up at the bottom of the hour from the Minnesota point of view. We'll have a little discussion about uh, one of a dozen games on the go this uh, this evening. That is uh, Minnesota Wild facing off against the Vancouver Canucks. Huge one for both teams. We've documented plenty of times here and elsewhere what this means for the Vancouver Canucks as they finish up a road trip. And we know what it means for the Minnesota Wild because they are winless so far this season. A save, a save, a kingdom for my save. Was that Bill Guerin's voice somewhere in the background? Uh, meanwhile, Toronto Maple Leafs facing off against the Dallas Stars this evening. I believe walking back uh, from Scotiabank Arena right now is our uh, our friend Elliot Friedman from Hockey Night in Canada. And 32 thoughts. Are you on the uh, the Heel Toe Express leaving the rink, Fridge? I am indeed. Uh, and you know my walking too. It's just... I have terrible feet. This will be a surprise to uh, nobody. I have terrible feet, mm. very flat, so I'm a, I'm a bad walker, but I like to do it. So no one has ever called you the, uh, the Thornhill Comet. You've never been accused of that before. <laughs> no, I, I was never called that. I was called <laughs> lots of other things, but, but, but never that. I remember one of my basketball coaches telling me once, no wonder you can't defend anybody. You've got very flat feet. So I actually became a decent defender, but I, I yeah. do. I was put it this way. It was a very early point in my life. I knew I was not making any professional sports league. <laughs> I better learn how to talk about it and write about it because I ain't going right. to be playing it. Because I am uh, not going to be I, playing uh, I it. Came That's to, right. <laughs> I came to the same conclusion. Just uh, took me a couple of extra years. Uh, before we get into it, uh, I want to talk to you about the Dallas Stars and the Maple Leafs and Sheldon Keefe, yep. etc. Um, we were just th- Maddie and I were just throwing around a couple of seconds ago. I'm not sure if you saw the Flyers tweet about the return of Cooperalls. You know when they wear the, oh. the reverse retros, they're going to wear they're going to wear the Cooperall pants. Uh, if it's CCM, it's called Protec. Yes, I know. We want to get specific with these things. Uh, but we all know the look that we're talking about. The Flyers wore it for two years in the 80s. The Hartford Whalers wore it for one year. Uh, yeah. There was a couple of WHA teams. I believe it was the Nordiques and the Jets uh, who used to wear them in training camp. The OHL adopted that look for, for a few years as well. Uh, not really a question, just asking a, a general thought. When I say Cooperalls to Elliot Friedman, what jumps to mind for you right away? It's the Flyers. It's absolutely the Flyers. And uh, I didn't get a chance to see all of those reveals today, but I saw that one, and I think it's fantastic. Yep. And I saw the St. Louis one. I really like that one, too. I understand yep. Vegas, uh, the sword is neon. So I, I think like Ooh. I think a lot – I haven't seen all of them, um, but I think these are great. Uh, you know, I, like, Merrick, I think if there's one thing you and I are on the same wavelength about – it's that the league needs to try more things. Like, who cares if people yeah. trash them? I mean, unless you really do something wrong or terrible, don't be afraid to try new things. Like, I like that, that thing on opening night with the referees welcoming everybody to the game. I know a lot of people ripped and trashed that, but I was my feeling was at least it was different. We we tried something, right? And so I'm looking at all these today coming out and. For the vast majority of them, I, I think they look tremendous. And if they're a little bit different or they're a little bit of uh, non-hockey, uh, I think that's mm-hmm. I think that's a great thing. I I'm really enjoying all these reveals that I'm seeing today. The one that is a little bit odd for me, I'm not sure how the Seattle Kraken, after one year in existence, can have a reverse retro. 
but nonetheless, everybody there it wants is. to be part of the cool uh, club. No, I know, I get it. Everyone, uh, everyone wants to join in. Uh, that's cool. Well, you see, I was, I was mentioning this before too. Like, there are just some things that you look at and you say, okay. I'm sure if it came along now, the execution would be better, but I understand what they were thinking. Like, I look at that way when I think of the fox puck, you know, the fox mm-hmm. track puck, with, you know, with the, with the trail and the glow and all that. I know it was clunky and it looked distracting and it really didn't work when it was initiated, but if that was introduced now, clean, and we had no history of the fox puck, we'd probably look at it and say, okay, I see what they're going for and this is a better execution of it. And I feel the same way about the long pant look. Now, this might go back to a love that I have for roller hockey and and those looks because they have the long pants. I just think that long pants, I know here come the traditionalists, we like the the short pants and the socks and that's the hockey look and don't mess with it. I think it's a good look. I think like the full pant look for hockey is really good. Now, the technology they used, the material for the Cooperalls was awful because as you know, mm-hmm. when you when you fell down or when you trip, mm-hmm. like you would slide on those things. It was hard to get mm-hmm. back up. But I always think about the Fox Puck or the Cooperalls and I say to myself, if they would have introduced it today, A, the technology would be better, the material would be better, but the idea is the same. Just looking at ways to make the game look different and try to improve it. And I really feel that that Cooperall look, like the long pant look, is a really good one for hockey fridge. I really do. It's a really sleek and clean look for the uniform. The only thing I also remember 40 years after it happened, Jeff, is that there were a lot of complaints you could hide the puck, that you couldn't see the puck. Goalies, goalies hated it because it's black pants. Yeah. So the goalies hated them. Yes. yes. That 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 part is true. That, that I, I, I think I think you're totally right about uh, if you slot, you couldn't control yourself if you slid. And I, I would take your word. I would tend to believe that they would be able to solve that problem. Now, the thing I really remember was uh, goalies and and I think even some players would, would complain and say that you couldn't see the puck. And it's kind of a legitimate okay, so problem, here, here, I think. That's totally legit. Now, here's some, as we're talking, I just got a text from, from a general manager, okay, who says this. What general manager when we wore the show? I don't believe it. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna read this to you right now. When we wore the Cooperalls, they were basically coveralls for a very tight-fitting girdle that was used as your protective pants. You wouldn't be able to use them over regular pants. They also had elastic section near the kneecaps. They were very slippery to wear. Like that's the common refrain from a lot of people that wore them. Like the, it was just. The idea was good, but the execution was really poor, Elliot. The execution was poor. So what you're saying to me is that hockey players were wearing Spanx 40 years ago. They weren't really invented <laughs> Uh Essentially, I am. Uh, I am saying that. Um, the, uh, the, the two great looks when they first introduced the reverse retros and I've wondered, like I, th- I think we all wonder, you know, why we're attracted to certain colors and certain logos and certain looks. But um, the two that really resonated with me, and I wonder if just because I'm a, I'm a kid of the 70s, that I love these two. But the Los Angeles Kings and the Minnesota North Stars. Well, the Minnesota Wild, who went back to the Minnesota North Stars look. And I loved seeing Zach Parisi essentially wear his dad's gear with that Minnesota North Stars look. Like as far as an image goes... That is an image, Zach Parisi wearing, you know, the late, great J.P. Parisi stuff. 
um, with those reverse retros. That's going to be one that endures with me for a long, long time. But some of these are great. And the one that really pops for me, and then again, like I go back to, to my vintage, the San Jose Sharks one. The San Jose Sharks, not so much. I mean, it just says sharks across the chest. Okay, whoop-de-doo, big deal. But they've gone back to the uh, to the California Golden Seals 1974 look, which if you want to find something after my heart. And speaking of which, you know, one day, and we're starting to get there now with players, you know, putting different designs uh, on skates, whether it's on the boot, whether it's on the tuck. You know, some players have, you know, a logo on the blade themselves. As we're going through this, you know, refashioning, I suppose, of the NHL, I think a lot of it is going to go all the way back to the California Seals and how they used to change the color of their skates. And we all look at, oh, yeah, I remember uh, watching Craig Patrick with the white skates with the California Seals. Man, wasn't that ugly. Again, back then, execution may have been poor, but they were years ahead of themselves. Like, that idea is... That idea is, uh, is, uh, is over 50 years ahead of its time. Like, that's a doubling of the NHL, that second six, uh, as some call it, uh, of, of the NHL. That's how far back this goes. And here we are now only saying, yeah, you know what? Maybe we can do something, do some noodling around with the skates. Like, have a look at um, CCM put this up on their Instagram. Go have a look at Sarah Nurse's skates. And what they're doing there. I know Austin Matthews has done, you know, different things with his skates as far as design, as far as style. Man, the California Seals were ahead of everybody's act. And the San Jose Sharks, bless them, um, have a California Golden Seals look to the reverse retro. And to me, beautiful. It's gorgeous. Anything that, you know, makes someone look at that. Like, even if you don't have any knowledge. Like, to me, this is part of... The whole idea behind the reverse retro is learning about the history of the game. And listen, I'm really biased here because, like, if you're watching on 360 or Sportsnet now, like, look behind me. Like, this is this is where I live. Like, old books and, you know, spending time at the uh, the Hall of Fame Resource Center uh, in Etobicoke, you know, reading old articles and looking at things and, you know, treating. When I was a kid, my parents would treat the Hall of Fame like my babysitter. They would just leave me there. Right, they would just completely leave me there, and uh, and that would be my babysitter, and I would just spend hours upon hours upon hours, um, just reading things and watching videos. But part of the part of the uh, the marketing of nostalgia here too is, if you're a San Jose Sharks fan, uh, or even if you're not, you look at that San Jose Sharks reverse retro. And you say to yourself, well, that looks nothing like the Sharks. And then someone else says, actually, that's the California Golden Seals from 1974. And all it takes is someone saying, who were the California Golden Seals? And all of a sudden, boom, the history book is open. That's part of the reason why I love this one. As far as an initiative from the NHL, this, to me, is one of their best. Uh, and then with that, I think we have Elliot back. Frege, have you returned? First of all, I'd like to apologize for the listeners for making uh, them listen to you unabated for the last five minutes. I, I think I've gotten a handle on what <laughs> happened here. By the way, Craig Simpson, oh, also yeah? not a fan of the Cooper Alls, I have to say. I think they're great. but Oh, yeah. No, I, I don't think anybody. Summer no, disagrees. Nobody was. Nobody was. Yeah. They looked good, but they were horrible to play in. 
<laughs> but here's but here's the thing that the 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 point that I was making while you were um, while you were you know off in the twilight zone with your with your technology there. Um, this one was one not on me. I would like to state for the record, this one was not on me. Yeah. But go ahead. Yeah. Yeah. We'll we'll figure that out after the program. Uh, one of the reasons why I like this is this is like you look at and I was focusing on the San Jose Sharks and they have the old 1974 California Golden Seals motif to their reverse retro. Like to me, this is the you know, like this is like, OK, everybody, let's crack the spine on hockey history. Like, let's go back and like when, when someone says, well, it doesn't look like the San Jose Sharks and someone else says, no, that's the Seals. And someone else says, who are the Seals? Like a hockey history book is open with that one. Like this is that strong wink to the past. You look at the Los Angeles Kings and someone will say, okay, well, that was the original jersey. Well, yeah, and the weird thing about the Kings is that, you know, the crown they used wasn't actually a King's crown. It was a Queen's crown when you look at the style of it. To me, this is like the opening of a hockey history book to say nothing of, you know, the St. Louis Blues, their old retro, which winks back at 67 expansion. This is a long-winded way, Elliot, of saying I love everything about this reverse retro initiative. More of it. Bring it on please. I, I say this with love, Jeff. You are the biggest nerd yes. alive. You love me. <laughs> but don't you love this stuff, Fridge? Like, seriously. I do. I, I think Let me ask you this. Here, here, here's the ultimate question. How many of these would you wear? Almost all of them. I, I, the only reason I the only reason I'm I, I haven't said no yet is because I haven't seen them all. So if there's one that I wouldn't want to wear, I I haven't seen them yet. Yeah. And you know, people can be really cynical. They can say it's a cash grab. Well, yeah, I mean, sure it is, but I don't know. So I what? think it's fine. I think it's fine. You, you have a choice. You can buy it or you can not buy it. And I'm sure many people will buy it and have fun wearing them. Okay, one, one last thing about the reverse retros. Uh, <laughs> your thoughts on the old Islanders fishermen, the Captain Highliner jerseys, because they're back. You know, I, I just think that it's good, it, it's good to poke fight yourself sometimes. And it didn't work, and, and people ripped it at the time. And the other thing, too, is I'm sure, like, like Adidas, who's doing this, do you think that for a second that Adidas isn't doing its research? into will this work or will not, will it not? And yeah. I'm sure there's going to be plenty. Some Islanders fans will probably hate it, and some fans will probably hate it. But I bet you, you know, some people will look at it as a reminder of a kind of time that felt serious then, but now you can kind of look back and laugh at it. And I'm sure they put touches on it that make it better than it was the last time. Uh, I just got a text from a scout. Elliot just took the words out of my mouth, but I love you too. <laughs> so on that, we will pivot uh, away from the uh, the hockey history lesson here. Okay, um, so you've spent a lot of time. Well, we have. Yesterday, we spent a couple of hours with Jason Robertson in a downtown Toronto yeah. hotel. Uh, an interview that will be on the podcast that gets released tomorrow. I think some of it may make its way to the pregame program today, the Toronto Maple Leafs and the Dallas Stars. You know, you spent... A lot of time in the last couple of days around the Dallas Stars. Where are you at with this uh, organization that is perfect so far, 3-0, and 
a couple of impressive wins against the Nashville Predators, a big win against Winnipeg, where they, you know, at times just looked flat out dominant. Like, this is a really good looking Dallas Stars team, Elliot, early in the season. You know, the other thing I didn't realize, they're coming into Toronto tonight. They got seven players from Ontario. And uh, that, that's one thing that, uh, that Don Cherry used yeah. to always talk about was, you know, when, when you would have players coming in to their, against you and you were their home team and how a team would be wired to play you. And so, like, they're going to be wired tonight. Delandria has uh, 50 passes. He was lucky. He didn't have to buy tickets. He said people were really generous uh, to him. Same thing with Wyatt Johnson. He said he'll have close to 50 passes. Same thing. Teammates were very generous with him. Um, he didn't have to buy any tickets. I think Scott Wedgwood, who's starting tonight, bought 13. Uh, and I, I hadn't heard yet how many Sagan had, and he's off to a great start. So I think that's one of the things you look at tonight, Jeff, is that this is a team that's going to be wired to play here. And it's, it's pretty obvious, you know, what they worked on in the summer in terms of the philosophy talking to the players like they say they're no they know they're not the fastest group of people but what they said what the message was you may not be fast but that doesn't mean you can't play fast that doesn't mean you can't move the puck quickly and they, they basically just said like um we're the we're told when you, when you have the puck in your zone do what you can to get it moving as fast as you can without doing anything stupid mm-hmm. and that's kind of what they do. And, um, you know, I, I, and also, and Robertson said this to us last night, and that is that no matter what line you're on, whether you're on the first line or the fourth line, if you have a play at the blue line, you're allowed to make it. And, you know, it was funny. I was talking to one of the players, and he said, look, every time we t- whenever you talk about this stuff, people, you worry about, are people going to take it as you're ripping your previous coach? And he said that is not our goal here because he said that the previous coach's style got us to within two wins of a Stanley Cup two years ago. But he said there was a different way we had to learn how to play, and we're going through that right now. So those are some of the philosophical changes. Move faster, and if you have a play at the opposing blue line, make it. It's, uh, it really does help when you have an all-world goaltender. And I know that Jake Ottinger's not starting tonight, as you mentioned. It's Scott Wedgwood. But uh, it's, it's, a, it's a lot easier to look like either a genius behind the bench or, or a Hall of Famer on the ice when you have a goalie stopping everything. Well, I mean, Ottinger is off to a phenomenal start. He looks like he's on, a, on just a rocket launch since uh, based on what he did in the playoffs last year. And, and Wedgwood's a really good yeah. backup. And, you know, the one thing he talked about with me this morning is that, you know, Dallas gave him a bit of term, a bit of, you know, like a, a yep. little bit of security. And he's not used to that. And you want to reward a team that's willing to take that opportunity on you. And like I said, he's home. So, you know, like the thing for Toronto tonight, you don't have Muzzin. And, you know, based on what Marner said yesterday, I, I think we have to plan for the possibility that they don't have Muzzin uh, for a long time if the rest of the season, okay? So now what, what are you looking at in your blue line? And what was one of the biggest off-season storylines in Toronto in the, uh, in the last summer? It was Rasmus Sandin and the opportunity. Well, tonight, opportunity has landed on his lap. And he's going to be up against a red-hot team 
a big, strong team. He looks like he's on the second pair. You know, somebody, somebody's going to have to step up on this Toronto defense because all of a sudden you look at the six guys playing tonight and you're saying, hmm, that looks a little bit thin. So who's going to make a difference? And this is a big opportunity for Sandine. Let me, uh, let me ask you about the other story that's burned going back to the Arizona game. Uh, and I want to ask you about Sheldon Keefe here. Um, mm-hmm. There was the reaction, and then there was the reaction to the reaction. How did yeah. you see this entire saga playing itself out between what Keefe said about the elite players, uh, how he talked to the team, how the team felt about it, uh, the clarification, and the, just all of it, Elliot. How did you look at that? I mean, he, here we are a weekend and already this. You know, Jeff, like, to, to me, one of the rules is when you're in a market like Toronto, there's going to be fires. You cannot avoid them. Yep. There are fires. So the key is don't start your own fires. Okay? Now, like, mm-hmm. I actually thought the most egregious thing he said on Monday night was the Arizona thing. Like, like, you know, to me, what he said about the elite players, that was, that was meh. You know, coaches say that about their best players from time to time. I actually thought the worst thing he said was that Arizona has no good players, like, basically. And that was, the, like, I thought if he was going to end up apologizing for anything, I thought it was going to be that. But, you know, like, my, my overall reaction to things is we always say people in hockey are afraid to say anything and they're too boring. Well, we can't rip them then when they say something. So, uh, like, like if I was a player, maybe you know, I just think I know myself personally. Nothing. If I played for the Leafs, nothing he said there would have bothered me. Nothing would have bothered me about that. And I don't think you have to walk it back. I think if you're, you only should be walking stuff back if it's egregious. I don't think this was egregious. I don't think he had to walk it back today. You know, I we he could have just said like. I said what he said, and we all got to play better. I guess, if anything, I thought he might have to apologize. It would be the Coyotes saying, why are you ripping us after we just beat you? So, like, I, like yeah, to me, um, like, I don't think he had to backpedal. I don't think he said anything about his own team that was worthy of an apology. And I'll tell you something else. I would bet, like, I was watching Matthews yesterday. Do you think he really cared about yeah. it? He didn't care at all. No. Now, it's interesting too I, I have a suspicion. As if it's just a, 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 quick, a quick thought about Matthews. It seems to me like he may have the thickest skin on the team. Like, and he's in the center of all of it. I know John Tavares is the captain, et cetera. Marty gets a lot of headlines. But so much of this, you know, Maple Leaf ecosystem revolves around Austin Matthews. And I, get, I don't yeah. get a sense that anything really bugs him at all. Elliot, like you talk about players that were built to play in markets where you're going to get a lot of criticism and you have to have thick skin. Isn't that Matthews? Yes, I, I think I think he doesn't care at all. And like I actually don't even think Nylander cares, but I think just because he's wired differently that way. The, the, the guy, I, I would mm-hmm. bet, based on his reaction yesterday, is uh, was probably Marner. And like I, okay, now here's the thing about Marner. We've seen him in the playoffs the last few years. That guy cares a lot. He cares a lot. He wants to win. He wants to win bad. But the pressure gets to him. And it's because he cares, and he's still learning to manage it. And I would bet that if there's one 
I would, and that's the one thing. Like, you've got to know that. You've got to say, okay, here's who can handle this and here's who can't. And I, w- I wouldn't be surprised if some of the walk back was just like, we don't want to put any more pressure on Marner than he already puts on himself. But I, you know, I don't think, mm-hmm. I don't think he should have to do that. Uh, a couple of more things here before we let you go and, and finish up your walk. Um, Vancouver Canucks tonight against the Minnesota Wild. Uh, yep. Last game of the road trip before they go back to Vancouver. Um, I'm not. Did you read Ian McIntyre's piece? Uh, I, 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 uh, I have not been able to read it yet. Is this the one where Rutherford kind of sounds off a bit? Well, so he said, let me read it to you. So one of the things he says is, I'm not totally surprised at what's happening. I've talked about this since I came to Vancouver and what I've seen with this team. We have good players here, but how do you become a winning team? It's about playing the game the right way and playing good habits. I don't want to put any certain time on it, but I don't think judging where a team is at after a five-game road trip would be fair. We just have to build in the right direction. Now, everybody will, depending on your bias towards the Vancouver Canucks and how you feel about either the team or this management group, put their own twist or spin on it. How do you greet those quotes from Jim Rutherford? Uh, I think there's a couple of things here. It, it kind of confirms what we talked about yesterday, which is that I don't think he's angling to make a coaching change. Um, no. But the one thing is, is that on this kind of situation, and I, I can understand why, and this is why I think he came out and said it. On this kind of situation, Vancouver is a little bit in a mess of their own making. You know, Boudreaux's in the last year of his contract, and it's not a secret yeah. that the offseason was not smooth. And as we've talked about, Jeff, I believe they at least looked to see what else was out there. So because of all that, and because I think a lot of the Canucks and their fans know that in the media, that, that's why this has been a thing early on. And so I think Rutherford, Rutherford's smart. He recognizes that. Yeah. And he's just saying that's why he came out and said what he did. And I, I completely understand it. By the way, tonight in this game, I think I'm probably taking yeah. the over. In this Vancouver, Minnesota game? Minnesota, yes. I think I'll be taking the over. I thought you were, I thought you were taking the over in the uh, Montreal, Arizona game. Well, no, my line there was Arizona had two nights off in Montreal. Montreal minus a thousand. That's right. <laughs> uh, what do you do? Okay, then if you're taking that, let's conclude on this one because I think this one, this one could be the game of the night. Um, okay. The Edmonton Oilers and the Carolina Hurricanes could yeah. be a Stanley Cup preview a week into the season. Uh, watch this one, 9 o'clock Eastern, Sportsnet West. This one to me, just like we talked about Calgary and Vegas a couple of nights ago, this one could be a doozy. Edmonton and Carolina track meet tonight. Your thoughts on this one? I, I think it's – I agree with you. I, I think it's going to be a tremendous game. Um, you know, Edmonton's going to be licking its wounds a bit from the other night, although they, they didn't do anything that I thought that was too bad. You know, Comrie beat them. Um, I, I, I think these are two teams like – as you know, um, I refuse to pick Tampa – or Colorado to be in the cup final this year because it's too boring. So I came up with Edmonton and Carolina. And I think both these teams, like already Calgary's making me look bad, but whatever. I think this, this is two great teams, two really talented groups of players. And I agree with you, Jeff. This is a, this is a game to look forward to tonight.
Okay, conclude on this one then. If we went Elliot Friedman reverse retro, we'll finish yeah. on this one. What would you be wearing 30 years ago today if we went reverse retro with Frege? Okay, so I'm 52, so I was 22 back then. At that point in time, yeah, man. you know what was big was silk shirts. And I, I used to have like, like oh. I had like 10 of them. Silk shirts, <laughs> a gaudy tie, a good sport coat, jeans, and Stan Smith's. Yeah. That would be me. So is this what you used to wear to the seeps in London when you went to Western? Was this your look? No, I, I didn't wear sport jackets uh, when, I, when I was a student. This, I was, I was just, I was kind of looking for jobs at this time. So this was my job outfit, which might okay. explain why I didn't, why I didn't get any of them. And and Scott Metcalf looked at that and said, "Yeah, I want that guy." I dressed up a little bit better. Like the fan was about a year after that, so I was beginning to realize at that time I was whiffing at a lot of pitches, Jeff. So I I, I, I knew it couldn't be me. It, 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 it had course, to be what I was wearing. Wardrobe, yeah. What were you yeah. wearing 30 right. years ago? Uh, so I would have been the same vintage. So at that point, I would have been just finishing up university. I was, uh, uh, again, like, you know what, Fridge? It's like kind of the same today. Jeans, probably like a, a band T-shirt and a hoodie. And always Chucks. I always like Chuck Taylors. And still to this day. Actually, here you go. If you're watching on 360, I'm still wearing Chucks. It's like nothing, nothing's changed, Elliot. That's, how I, that's me. I'm the same as I was 30 years ago. Well, on one level, I think that's very much to be admired. But I was going to say that yes. I thought maybe you would answer a McDonald's outfit because those are the Guelph colors. Yeah. Uh, ooh, well, I'd rather... Uh, never mind. I wasn't going to do Don't that. say it. I know you what know, you were you know, going to say. You know, yes, you know what, though? I know you know what you know what I was gonna say. The um the the one thing that is different. I used to have like super long hair back when I was twenty two, twenty three. Mm-hmm. Like shoulder 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 length hair. That would have been maybe the only difference. I used to have the good feathers back then, Elliot. Now it's uh, we Gus all does what he can do with it on Saturday nights. <laughs> they all have the good ones. All right, uh, you finish your day. We'll uh, we'll watch for you tonight. Dallas Stars and Toronto Maple Leafs. Sports Center. Right, have a great afternoon, Mayor. There he is, Elliot Friedman from uh, 32 Thoughts Hockey Night in Canada tonight.